Praise God. Amen. Thankful for my wife, my children. And uh, I want to let you know something, church. In Bakersfield, uh, there is a tremendous prayer anointing on this church. You feel peace when you come on the premises. Amen. That's, that's because of the Spirit of God that resides on here. I know there's people here tonight. There's times you've come to church in the midweek, not even to pray, but just to sit there because of the peace that gets into your spirit. Amen. Are you thankful to be a part of a revival church? Clap your hands. Can we all thank God right now in the name of Jesus? Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your anointing, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, if we can go to the book of Acts chapter 16. The book of Acts chapter 16. Amen. Acts chapter 16. And uh, we'll begin with verse 11. Amen. Or excuse me, Acts chapter 16. Uh, verse, verse 16. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. If you've got it, can you say amen? Amen. Acts chapter 16 and uh, verse 16. Uh, Sister Lydia has just been converted. Amen. The seller of purple. A very influential woman, baptized, started a church in her house. Somebody say revival. And verse 16 begins, and it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her master's much gain by soothsaying, fortune-telling. The same woman, the same young damsel, followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul, being grieved, turned, and he said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. Command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour hour. Amen. Can you lift up your hands and thank God right now? Jesus, we thank you right now for your word. Thank you for your spirit. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, will somebody pray, God, I want you to minister to me. Give me revelation and illumination. God, let my mind and my spirit see things that I've never seen before, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, everybody, can we pray in unison right now? Just reach out, touch the hem of his garment as he passes by, Lord. 
Tap the Lord on the shoulder, God. I want something special in the spirit today. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody say, I trust you wholeheartedly, Lord. Amen. You may be seated in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. I, I, um, I was thinking about many different ways to start tonight off, but I felt to share um, a little bit about uh, my pastor. My pastor uh, just turned 60 this year, um, one of the greatest men that I've, I've ever, ever known. Amen. Not a perfect man, but a good man. Somebody say amen. Amen. Follow the steps of a good man, righteous man. Bible says, and he's got a unique testimony. He didn't grow up in church. Um, he got in church in the 80s. Um, and when God had found him, he found him in a very, very poor condition. He left home, I think at about 13 years of age, uh, started learning the ways of adulthood at 13, left his home state. Um, hard, hard work, ranch work in the northern territories of the United States, sub-degree weather in the winters, and, and um, he just had to learn how to be hard and learn how to be cold. He, uh, I believe he was in fifth or sixth grade one time when a, uh, a high schooler, senior, um, got off the bus and uh, beat him within an inch of his life. His friend uh, that was supposed to help him, whom he was actually taken up for, uh, ran and left him by himself. And this, this uh, teenage boy, 17, 18 years old, and against the fifth grader, just, just beat, almost beat the life out of him. And uh, he made a vow to himself that that would never happen again. Uh, he would never get, uh, get, get beat like that. And, and it caused him to get into uh, martial arts, heavy hours uh, daily, um, and then it went from regular martial arts to uh, mind over matter in, in, in dark places of, of metaphysics and uh, different types of things. And there's nothing wrong with martial arts per se, but, uh, but I guess there's a limit to everything. And um, he got to the point, he was putting his fist through concrete walls, getting fights, blackout, uh, people be laid on the ground. Um, he found out that uh, while he was a teenager, he, uh, uh, the place he was staying, there were family members that were doing seances in his room. They were uh, incantations and uh, invocations of, uh, and, and invitations of, of dark spirits and uh, demonic spirits. And there was demonic manifestations. He was uh, lean and skinny, really hardly ate anything because these spirits, he would curl up in a fetal position, a tight ball. These spirits would be pulling on him at night. Of course, he didn't really understand what it was. And at a your early age, uh, there were times that you could flick open your palm and he would, he would uh, read, read your fortune, uh, read your palm, and, and people would look at him and say, you know, you've got a gift. But he knew that it was, uh, it was dark. It was from some dark place and uh, from some dark world. And as God would have it, he put the right people 
at the right place at the right time in his life. And uh, God got a hold of his life. Amen. On a cold, snowy day, God filled him with the Holy Ghost as a teenage boy. Amen. He got baptized in Jesus' name. And I've heard his testimony, and it never gets told. And for the first time after he got baptized, he said he walked in the room and he called on the name of Jesus. And he can he could feel these spirits leaving the room, never to bother him anymore. I'm thankful by the power of the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank God that he's still changing lives, still changing people. And, uh, and so with that, from that, that transformation and conversion, uh, when he got into church, there were no young people. There was not one single solitary young person in his church, uh, just all older folks. And, and uh, so there was a time he didn't have fellowship. And so uh, he would just spend his time in prayer, deep prayer. Uh, God began to train him and teach him. And uh, some of those things had, had, had uh, trans, transcended, if you will, or, or transitioned. Uh, the spiritual sensitivity uh, that he had in the world, now uh, he was being used under the power of the Holy Ghost. And, and I'll never forget the time that the, the pressure, demonic pressure and spirits were being so heavy upon him uh, that he, he couldn't hardly sleep and and uh, he didn't understand that this is what God took him out of. And um, he would hear things and things would move and, uh, without anybody's, uh, anybody's presence being there. And there would be uh, voices at times. As a young person, newcomer, um, he didn't understand it. And I remember uh, one time he said uh, he had finally had pressed God for, for months to find out what it was he was fighting. And, and um, finally at the church one day, Praying, praying, praying. One hour, two hours. God, open my eyes so I can see what I am fighting. Just please open my eyes. And uh, months of prayer, pushing and desperation because of this pressure that he couldn't understand, he couldn't see, uh, that he did not have the spiritual discernment for. Praying for discernment, fasting for it. God, praying. And after, after a couple of hours, two, three hours, Finally, this frustration hit its peak, and, and uh, out of frustration he, with everything he had, he said, God, open my eyes so I can see. And all of a sudden, praying at the church, he said, all of a sudden, all throughout the church, he said, I saw little devils and little demons sitting on the pews and sitting on the piano all over the church. And his first remark was, oh, wow, no wonder it's bound up around here. And he tell it better than I can tell it. I'm just trying to be obedient to the Holy Ghost. But he said, with all of his fervor and with all of his might, he looked at him and he said, in the name of Jesus. And he said, all of a sudden, those little imps and spirits, they were turning out and flipping over. He said, they left the church immediately, all of them. He said, but there was a bigger one said he was just leaning in the windowsill with his arms crossed. And he said he was just staring at me. He said, I said in the name of Jesus Christ, and he would not move. And he said, so I started praying. Ten minutes, he wouldn't move. Fifteen minutes, he said he just looked at me. Twenty minutes, thirty minutes. He said, finally, at 45 minutes, he said that spirit, that demon started getting uncomfortable. He started getting agitated, and he stood to his feet, 
And as he was walking out of the church, my pastor said, as a young man, I started to feel liberty. He said, and right before that demon began to walk out of the church, I looked at him and I said, I got you. He said, and when I said that, he said, the demon turned right back around, went right back to the windowsill and sit down. Because it wasn't his own power, but it was by the power of Jesus Christ. And once the spirit picked up on the pride, he said, you can't cast me out. And so another 45 minutes, and finally when he got up this time and he walked out of the church, he said he felt the glory come. He said, and for the next eight months, he said, every service, somebody got filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, very unique story, but I, I know that there are some people that, that don't necessarily, uh, may not necessarily believe in, in demonic spirits. Praise God. Anybody ever seen an angel? Few of us have. Anybody ever seen demons? Anybody ever felt demons? You know, the Bible says, I believe it's in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. And, uh, and whether people believe it or not, whether they've seen it or not, whether they've experienced it or not, the Bible tells us that demonic influence and demonic pressure is real. Man, and if, if, if demons and, 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 and demonic attacks are going to follow anybody in this world, it's going to come up against the people of God. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Most of our battles doesn't have anything to do with flesh. It, it's, it's a spiritual battle. And uh, we have been accused, and rightly so, of being over-spiritual. But I, I just don't. I don't know how you can articulate it because uh, this is a spiritual walk. And uh, there's angelic influences and there are demonic influences. Paul, uh, in a brief uh, survey, says, listen, we, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we, we wrestle against principalities. The Greek word is, is spirits that want to take control over a territory. They want the influence. They want the mental influence over an area. Uh, this is why you can go to any city in America and look at different parts and different quarters of the city. You can see a different mentality than other parts because of principalities that rule the minds of weak people spiritually. Uh, this is why drugs is such a component in the vices of the enemy because when you do drugs, you loan your mind to the devil and sometimes he don't give it back. Man, and the church has got to fight principalities, spirits, and legions of devils and demons and uh, trying to control our minds and trying to put an overbearing, consistent thought in our mind till it begins to shape our philosophy about God. 
He'll tell you lie after lie after lie after lie after lie. And you've got to rebuke and you've got to fight and you've got to shake things off. And we do that by prayer and we do that by praise. Thank God that God has given us some weapons to counteract, amen, the fight of the enemy. Oh, praise God. That's why the Bible says no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Stronger is he that is in you than he that is in the world. There was power in your voice. There was power in your hand. There was power in your worship. There was power when you danced. There was power upon the people of God. You are a people of power. Woo! Praise God. If there's anybody the devil fears and is agitated about it is one God, Jesus' name, Holy Ghost feel, tongue talking, apostolic walking, devil stumping people in 2020. Praise God. And, and man, spirits, devils, and demons. Praise God. I found it ironic that David had an ability to pick up a heart and play the harp, and he was so anointed that demonic spirits said, you know what, man, where's my car keys? I gotta get out of here, man. David's too anointed. You ever been around somebody like that, man? They start tapping into God. It's almost like, man, I, you start feeling convicted almost. You, you ever seen somebody in, in deep travail? And they're touching the heart of God. You don't know whether to pray or leave the room. Because it's just so deep. There are spiritual dimensions. And, and, and David had the ability to pray and to play to the point that demonic spirits left the room. Now I'm going to give you some revelation. If a man has the ability to play music and spirits leave, a man also has the ability to play the wrong music and spirits come. Got to be careful what you listen to. Praise God. All the young people said amen. So I, I, I'm praying, and Sunday night was wonderful, impressive. And a lot of times in a revival, depending on the direction God wants to go, uh, God will start cornering certain spirits that are coming up against the church. And uh, Sunday night, I believe it was, uh, getting ready to go to sleep, getting ready to lay down. And all of a sudden, uh, I see uh, this principality walk in the room. And uh, I'm getting ready, right when I was about to close my eyes, and it hit me in my forehead. And I opened my eyes, and I said, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, because I ain't got time for no devils. You know, I got friends, they're going to get up, man, they're going to walk around till 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm not doing all that. You know how you feel about your sleep. My right brother feels, you, you know how you feel, man. You know how when you're about to take a nap and somebody calls you, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have had it on vibrate. And, and I said, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. And most of the time they leave. And I started to go back to sleep. And I, I closed my eyes again. He hit me in my forehead again, just like that. And when he did it the second time, I said, this is a principality. 
this is a, this is a, a demonic spirit that's over, over a city and, 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 and maybe over a part of the city or some type of spiritual authority uh, that's not a normal spirit. And when I looked at him, he knew what was coming next because I was going to ask him, who are you? And when I ask them who they are, they've got to tell me because we've got more authority and power and they answer to us and we don't answer to them. I'm in the Bible. See, see, devils like to hide and they like to stay secret and every once in a while they'll act out, but they don't want you knowing who they are because once you find out what type of spirit it is, now you've got direction. And before I could get it out, I seen them transform into a python. I rebuked him and he left. And then the next morning in prayer, the Lord said, I want to talk to you about the python spirit. I said, well, God, you got to show me in your word. He said, it's right there in the book of Acts chapter 16. The Bible says that there was this young lady, this damsel, uh, right after the revival at Lydia's house. There, uh, 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 it was a majestic, wonderful revival uh, because Lydia was a majestic influence woman. She was a powerful woman. She had a good gold streak of reputation and when God filled her with the Holy Ghost and she got baptized in Jesus' name, it influenced everybody else to do the same. Revival was happening. This is why you can't just pass over anybody because you don't know who they're connected to spiritually. I never forget talking to an old preacher of North Dakota, I think it was. And he said, our first revival uh, was back in the 90s. Remember the goth movement? Remember Marilyn Manson? How many remember Marilyn Manson? We didn't know whether to pray for him or kill him. He was messing stuff up. I mean, we just... And uh, they had this... It was a little bitty town, a little bitty cow town. Uh, and, 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 and he told me, he said, our first revival... Uh, was, a, was with a young man. He had black finger paint. He had white makeup on. He wore those boots with the spikes coming out of them. Long trench coat. He was just a mess. He said the whole city had rejected him. Everybody had put him on the outpost. He said and somebody invited this man to a youth meeting on a Friday night. Music was suffering. It was struggling. But God filled this young boy with the Holy Ghost. He said that boy single-handedly won 34 people to his church, amen, off of his testimony. Amen. I thank God that he doesn't give up on anybody. Come on. I'm not passing over anybody. There might be a Lydia in the crowd, amen, that's going to cause a revival to get a hold of Bakersfield. Come on, there's a revival in the young people in this city. Oh, clap your hands and give God some praise. Woo! Shatarabose. Man, I, I feel the Holy Ghost, Brother Brock. You may be seated. I'm going to tell you something. You Please listen to me. The devil is afraid. There is a revival amongst young people in this city. I feel, I feel the Holy Ghost on me so strong. Amen. I don't know what young person is going to be, but you're going to win the right one. Oh, God. Shatabose. Amen. I'll never forget Brother Cornwell taking him to the airport one time. 
amen, when he got in church, he was in college, and somebody witnessed to him, and he won 150 people to his church. I'm telling you, God would do the same thing in Bakersfield. Amen, you just got to find you a Lydia in the crowd and say, I'm not giving up on anybody. Praise your Lord. Clap your hands unto the Lord. So the Lord says, the spirit of the python has come against this church. And he said, I want to teach you about it. I never even, never even studied it. And, and uh, they, were, they were going to prayer. And the Bible says, this is ironic, this is unique, that, that, that Luke would write this. As they were going to prayer, another woman came, a young lady came, a young damsel came. And the Bible says that she was filled with the spirit of divination. Now, the old King's English uses the word divination, but Luke actually wrote she was filled with the spirit of the python. And he was using Greek mythology. That was actually a religion back then. Python in the Greek religion was this creature uh, at, um, I believe it was, I can't remember the name of the city, uh, but he was known uh, to protect this certain place, and he would emanate prophetic vibes and prophetic vapors and prophecy. And so he said, this spirit that she has is the spirit of a python. And this young lady would use this spirit, or this spirit would use this young lady, and she would go around and she would tell fortunes for money. But that's not all that spirit did. Because while she was going around and fortune telling and getting paid, that demonic spirit on the inside of her was vexing and attacking the church. And on one particular day as the church was going into another deeper dimension of revival, because it was good that Lydia got the Holy Ghost, got baptized, but if revival is going to sustain and if revival is going to hover, there's got to be an increase of prayer. Amen. This is why you see Jesus take the five, the five loaves and the two fishes. He breaks it out, feeds 7,000 or 5,000. And that same day, he departs and he goes and prays. Because in order for revival to sustain, more prayers got to be made by the church. Praise the name of the Lord. Somebody say more prayer. Say more revival. Say more prayer. More revival. Keep that on your keychain this week. More prayer, amen, sustains revival. And as this church was on its way, watch it now, because God was teaching me some things through this story. As the church was on its way to a deeper dimension of prayer, a spirit met them, and that was the spirit of the python. God said the reason why it's the spirit of a python is because this spirit, Catches you by ambush. Right before you're going to go deeper with God. Hear me now. And the spirit coils itself around your mind and your thoughts. And slowly tries to squeeze all of the joy and all of the life out of your spirit. This is the spirit that came up to me in my room. And this is the spirit that is coming against this church. 
Some of you know what I'm talking about. It catches you by ambush. It's not a, a, a predator type of, type of uh, spirit. It's a, it catches you by ambush, and it, it coils itself around you, and it begins to squeeze, and you will have a good service on Sunday, and on Monday you will hear thoughts that say, you know what, you're going crazy. I know what God told me in prayer. He'll say, you know what, you're probably bipolar. You need to go get you some medication. Uh-huh. Say, there's something wrong with you. This spirit, will, it'll coil itself, and it slowly begins to squeeze on your mind. And you say, man, I was just dancing the night before, but this, this, this python spirit comes against the church, going into a deeper dimension, and it begins to attack the minds of the people that are trying to do something for God. And it's a slow fade. It's a, it's a coiling you study pythons, you'll find out that's how they get their prey. They squeeze. And, and some of you feel the pressure on your mind Monday through Saturday. And you pray, God, why does it seem like the more I pray, the more I struggle? I'll tell you why. Because a python, the moment you let a little bit of air out, it squeezes tighter and you can't inhale. There are people here tonight, you haven't prayed in a long time. Not because you don't want to. Not because you don't have a desire to. It's because you're fighting this principality. You're fighting a ruler of darkness. And it's trying to come against you and your family. But God sent me here tonight to let you know I'm giving you authority. And I'm giving you power to rebuke all demonic influences and all demonic control. Clap your hands in the name of Jesus. Hey, it's the spirit that squeezes so much life that it's prey. And those that are captured by it just give up the fight. And you come and hands barely get raised, not because you don't want to, because of the influence of the spirit. I'm no good. That's the python spirit. That's the python spirit. I'm not any good. I don't have any anointing anymore. I'm damaged goods. I know, I know that's what the devil's talking. I'm damaged goods. Why even try? Ready for this? I'm too old. God's done with me. Man, God ain't never done. I said, God ain't never done. You say, man, I made too many mistakes. That's God's specialty. You know, I find it, I find it ironic that, that Joseph, if Joseph never would have got to Egypt, God never would have been able to perform the miracle in his life. So he had to get to Egypt. We needed Joseph to get to Egypt. And you know who got Joseph into Egypt? It was the Ishmaelites. Abraham's mistake. 
And you know what the message that is? Is God says, I can still use your mistakes to bring the destiny back alive. Don't look at your mistakes and say, God cannot use me. It don't matter the age or the time. God can use anybody, anywhere. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. Thought that was my cape about to come out, man. <laughs> Praise God. I don't know, man. You know, the United States been doing some stuff. Y'all read the news today? Praise God. The church better get ready. Church better get ready. Hallelujah. Amen. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. All right, no, I'm just kidding. I'm ready to pray. Hey, there's people in here struggling. And you know what the devil's trying to convince you? Is you don't love God like you used to. That's a lie from the devil. Amen, you love God like you used to. It's just this python spirit trying to squeeze the life out of you. It's just this devil that's lying to you. But you got to stand up and say, I rebuke every lie of the devil. I rebuke every spirit that comes against me. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke every curse. Hey, listen. We got to wrap this up. This was a spirit of witchcraft. Look at when she came. She waited till they were on their way to prayer. And the attack started happening. Watch it now. And she followed them many days. This spirit attacks the church. This type of de demon, this type of demonic influence is only interested in attacking the church. Followed them many days. Listen to what she said. These men are servants of the Most High God. She wasn't lying. You know what that spirit was trying to do, Brother Brock? It was trying to be undetected. And I've been to enough services, amen, the devil will try to be undetected. And then when we walk out of church, that's when the attacks start coming. You're not good enough. You're not young enough. You're not pretty enough. Amen. You, you're just not popular enough. And the, and the attacks of the enemy, and God doesn't hear you when you pray. Spirit comes to cause frustration. Amen. And, 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 and the Bible says, I said, okay, God, how do you deal with this spirit? He said, look at Paul's reaction. The Bible says Paul first became grieved. The Greek, the Greek word means he got offended by the spirit. How dare you come up against my mind? How dare you come up against my church, against my future, against my blessings, against my relative? You got to stir up a holy anger and say, not my children, not my family, not my joy, not my emotions. You got to get grieved in your spirit. Because if you give the devil an inch, he will take a mile. And if, if you, let the, you let the devil come in, he will wreak havoc on your house. 
And, 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 and I'll be the first one to say you can't just go around rebuking devils all day long loudly, but you can rebuke them under your breath. Amen. It's time for the church to rise back up. Say, not in my house. This is a house of joy and a house of peace. Why do I feel so much gloom when I come in my house? No, not in my house. This is the house of God. This is a house of liberty. I'm praying over my children's rooms. I'm praying over my children's mind. This is the house of God. You got to take back the territory. So I like Jesus. Jesus came on the scene. He said, no, not in my house. Not in my house. Paul first got grieved, and you got to get offended. That means you got to get on the offensive. That means you got to go hunt for it. And you got to look over your life and say, man, you know what? I don't pray like I used to pray. I don't have the joy like I used to have. I don't have the liberty like I used to have. Amen. It's not that you don't love God anymore. It's just that you come up against the principality. But now, after tonight, God said, I want you to stand face to face with the influence. Said, man, I've had all types of stuff come, man, over the years. All types of demonic spirits. Amen. I, I used to be afraid of demons when I first got in church. Because I didn't understand them. But boy, I done fought so many devils and seen so many manifestations. They don't even bother me no more. Because I got a revelation of God's word. You believe us in one God? Thou doest well. For the devils also believe. And they tremble. Man, you get a revelation of the authority and power. And you realize there's, not a, you, there's so many things you don't have to deal with up here. You just rebuke them and go on your way. The enemy has risen up against this church to squeeze the life out of people. Praise God. Wrapping this up. The next thing Paul does, watch it now, is after he was grieved and offended, Brother Brock, the Bible says he turned. You know what that signifies is I'm going to face this spirit. I'm tired of this spirit following me. Now I'm going to follow this spirit. I'm going to stand face to face with this thing. Uh, you know, this is why sometimes you got to look at your past and let your past quit following you and you got to face your past. And you say, yeah, I might have been like that a long time ago, but I've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. I'm a new creature in Christ. Yeah, I've got my struggles, but that's all right. For, oh, he said, forsake not the works of thine own hands. Lord, perfect that which concerns me. Feel the Holy Ghost. The devil's been bringing up your past uh, and your mistakes and your failures and your fears. And, amen. And he's bringing up all of these accounts from years ago, trying to get you intimidated, trying to get you afraid. Watch it now because the devil knows you cannot do what you want to do when you are afraid in the presence of God. I say, what are you talking about, brother? Point next to Jesus. Comes to his disciples in the middle of the storm. The Bible says the winds were contrary. Somebody say nature did it. Amen. It was contrary winds. It was opposing winds. It was adverse circumstances, and it was all natural. And God, look at, we look at our life and the events that took place from a young person, nightmarish events. Those are the contrary winds. It was nature. The nature of the beast, and the Bible says that Jesus 
came walking on the water in the middle of the storm. Watch what he says. He says, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. God is telling you when you are in the front of intimidating circumstances, he said, I want you to be of good cheer. The original interpretation is I want you to have courage. I want you to have an adventurous spirit. Don't let the devil try to tuck you in a corner. You've got to be bold in the face of the devil and face your past and say, I'm better now by the power of Jesus Christ. Oh, clap your hands unto the Lord. You know what I'm talking about. You go to pray and all of a sudden, right before you get to go pray, all of a sudden all this pressure comes. You got to go do this and all these, this stuff, stuff. The pressure comes. To the point you don't even feel like praying. You're like, let me go take care of this first and then I'll come back and pray. And by the time you get there ready to get back and pray, there's all types of other things. That's the python trying to squeeze Trying to squeeze all the zeal out of you. Trying to squeeze the peace out of you. So he gets grieved and he turns and then the last thing Paul does, you ready for it? He commands the spirit to leave. He commands the spirit to leave. Now, I know, I know that there's more demonic voices and influences that are coming against this group of people. And I'll tell you why. I told you at the beginning of the preaching, because the devil fears the revival that's about to take place. Everybody lift up your hands and pray right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on. Come on. God said, I want you to have peace. He said, I, I don't want you to be stressed out all the time. Amen. Anxiety, feeling like you can't breathe. Come on. I'm rebuking every lie the enemy has told you. In the name of Jesus. You know what? The devil's been lying. You're not going to have revival. You can't have revival. He says, you can't break new ground. You can't get a new building. Oh, the devil's a liar. He's just nervous. Come on, come on, come on. Speak to the enemy. Speak to the adversary. He's been lying to you about your past and your future. In the mighty name of Jesus, you are anointed. Come on, stand to your feet, musician. Come in the name of Jesus. Come on, stand to your feet and pray right now with your hands lifted towards the heavens. Hikadaboriyatasaya. Come on, he's been lying to you. Come on, he's been lying. You are anointed. Hear me. I'm talking to somebody. Devil, you're, he's a liar. He's trying to intimidate you. He's trying to take your rest. He's attacking your prayer life. Come on, he's come against your prayer life. Come on, I, you need the war right now for your prayer life right now. 
Come on, right now, everybody praying, God, I'm rebuking every spirit that has been sent against my prayer time, against my prayer walk. Say, man, this is why it's been so hard to pray at home. The enemy has come against your prayers. Come on, everybody praying. Come on, stand in the face of this. Say, how come? Shikadabora There it is. He's a mokosayu. Come on, there's an anointing of prayer in this house. I rebuke every demon that has been sinned against the prayers of this people. Come on, war for your prayer life. Pray over your prayer life. God, more than anything, I want to pray a relationship with you. But when I kneel down to pray, the pressure comes and the resistance comes. Shalamayanda Satan. The pressure, the pressure, the constriction. It's like I'm fighting a boa constricted car. Come on. Come on. Stir up that spirit. Stir up the Holy Ghost. Say, God, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm not going to be manipulated by the pressure and the squeeze of the enemy that's coming against my mind. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. If you need a healing in your body, lift up your hands. If you need a fresh touch from God, you need the Holy Ghost. I want you to lift up your hands and receive it in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your voice like a trumpet, church. Not my family, not my house. We're going to have a house of prayer. We won't be manipulated by the pressure. Shalalalabosa. Come on, the hand of God. That's it, that's it. Oh, come on. These altars are open. Why don't you come and pray? Come and minister to the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Why don't you come and pray? Find a place to pray. Come and lift up your voice and say, God, I'm done playing games. I'm done running. I'm getting in the battle. I'm getting in the Christian fight. Come on. Why don't you come to the front? Why don't you come to the front? Let God touch your mind. Shadamoya Desika. 
Come on, you move mountains, God. Come on, come on, come. Come, come, come and pray. Come and lift up your voice. Let God do a work. Let him fill you with the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on. 